there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole, and you can check out okretro.zone to stay on top of new podcasts, videos, and more. So, here we go. This week, I wanted to talk about National Treasure, a treasure of a movie that Disney and Nicolas Cage brought to us in 2004. I don't want to say that I recently watched this kind of like a throwaway option for an evening, but I kind of did. I was like, I remember it being low impact. I remember parts of the movie, like a dude being on a roof, and but I definitely didn't remember everything. But what was the best part was watching the movie with someone who has never seen it, because something would happen and I would look over and there would be wide eyes like, what? How would... What? And I'm like, right? That's crazy. I watched this movie with my wife, who was like oh boy, a Nick Cage movie. And I was like, well, it doesn't have a whole lot of Nick Cage moments, but um, in hindsight, yeah, it does. Uh, Perhaps more understated than you would expect from Nick Cage, but yeah, he's in there. But the movie's good. I mean, yeah, like good in the way that like uh, a James Bond movie is good. Like, oh, of course you solved that puzzle or got out of that trap. It seemed impossible, but here we are. And Of course there's a map or a cipher on the back of the Declaration of Independence, and of course we have to steal it to protect it. Oh yeah, that's the the gist of the movie. So, National Treasure. It starts out with Benjamin Franklin Gates. Yeah, that's fucking Nick Cage's character name. But Ben Gates and his team of explorers um, are traversing like a snowy mass with with a giant... I'm gonna... I'm going to call them tractors, like snow tractors, snowmobile. They're bigger than snowmobiles. I'm not well versed in large machinery, but um, he's there on the chance that there is a ship named Charlotte frozen in the snowy glacier situation. Guess what? It's there. He finds an ivory pipe with an inscription on it. That's a riddle, which sends us on our wild goose chase. That's when they think about stealing the declaration. He was like, no, we can't do that. It's an institution in an institution, blah, blah, blah. There's some backstabbing. There's an explosion. And Ben and his assistant, Riley, are left behind, thought to be dead. And begins their plan to protect slash steal the Declaration of Independence. That's the whole whole situation. The team broke apart. One's like, cool, we're fucking stealing it. Benjamin Gates is like, no, we can't. Um, There has to be another way. They're like, fuck you. That, thus the explosion, and then they're left behind, thought to be dead. But the declaration is the key to finding this treasure hidden by the Masons and or the Knights Templar, because that's a whole thing. So Ben and Riley go to the appropriate departments like the FBI and Homeland Security, and they have a hard time convincing them that, hey, like the declaration is in danger. There's these guys who want to steal it. Everyone dismisses them, so they're like, all right, cool, we have to steal it to protect it, otherwise it'll be destroyed. Um, but, you know, by protecting it, they'll probably also run chemical tests on it to find how the key or map is on the document that's never been seen before, because it's, yeah, you've, I mean, I've never seen the Declaration of Independence, but I know people have, because it's in, like, that vault thing on display. What I know is from National Treasure. But what's cool in this movie is that we visit a few, like, museums and historical sites that string the treasure hunt together. Um, As someone who's not familiar with, like, the East Coast, but watching it with someone from the East Coast, you're like, 
I'm like, all right, this is cool. They're in DC. And it's like, those buildings aren't even near each other. And I'm like, well, okay, don't ruin the movie magic. But it is cool because I have no context for the relation of things. Um, but this movie came out in 2004. Um, but it's so good. I, I'm going to try my best to captivate your your interest here um, without ruining this like delightful mystery treasure escapade uh if you're thinking about watching it uh there's a badass uh, museum historian i guess who works at the national archive um who gets tangled up in the mix as well there's a budding romantic relationship that occurs uh, a visit to urban outfitters uh ben benjamin <laughs> Benjamin Franklin made some 3D glasses in the past. There's some helicopters. Uh, Benjamin Gates ends up getting caught by the FBI because, surprise, surprise, they realize he's the one who stole it. Spoilers there. Uh, But he was the one who actually tipped them off with a fake name. Um, But they dismissed it because he wasn't a credible source. But, like, uh uh-oh, he was. Uh, so the movie then turns into, like, not so much a redemption story, but they use Ben as leverage to get the declaration back, and then he escapes, and there's a creepy church with, like, definitely some code violations, and then, um, you know, there's some soul-searching, there's some death, and then some, some, you know, generic movie stuff happens at the end, and it's over. Uh, see? Not spoiled. For what the movie is, like, um, like a way to explore our nation's history via, like, plundered treasure from other parts of the world, via a treasure map adventure made by an ancient society that's still alive today, vagueness and mystery abound. Um, I think Wikipedia also, or IMDb, classifies this movie as a thriller. Um, but the story beats, uh, they hit pretty well. The pacing is, uh, something that I enjoyed. It moves pretty fast. Like the declaration is stolen within the first like half hour of the movie. So while that's how everything kind of gets going, it's not the, the end of the line. Uh, but the story's great. Granted, like, you know, like I guess any good story pulls from some grains of truth. Um, and then like, you know, fantasy, Um, But it's a really creative way to kind of explore, I guess. Like, riffing off of history. I don't know. Like, Benjamin Franklin was a really prolific dude back in the day. Um, So kind of going off of his achievements, I think, is really cool. It always... Every time I watch this movie, it really gives me, like, a, a Thomas Crown Affair vibe, which is really funny because I think I've seen that movie once, and I don't remember it other than Pierce Brosnan steals some art. At least I think he's the one who steals the art. And there's some sprinklers. So that's my summary of the Thomas Crown Affair. But if we could summarize, I guess, National Treasure. There's a supposed crazy family that has spent generations trying to find some treasure. Now having to protect the declaration steals it. There's some bamboozling around the East Coast for a bit. The FBI and the bad guys are all after the Declaration and the treasure, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's way better than it has any right to be, and I'm so incredibly here for it. I will say at the end, uh, Ben, or, like, Nick Cage has this brief moment where he's stepping out of, uh, 
like an entryway overhang and subsequently like out of the shadows and I always yell oh my god it's Ghost Rider because I'm I'm actually not sure if Disney owns the rights to that movie franchise or license um but I'm thinking they should cross paths like hybridize National Treasure to make it relevant and capitalize on Nick Cage being Nick Cage and Ghost Rider let's talk Disney um Marvel has its alternate universes right so here's mine um but yeah there's also um a sequel for National Treasure. It's The Book of Secrets, uh, which sounds like a Harry Potter thing, uh, but it came out in 2007. I may go back and watch that. Uh, I, I do remember it's stuff about Abraham Lincoln. I Probably his assassination would be my guess. But uh, Nick Cage, uh, if he doesn't drive you crazy or insane, uh, enjoy this fun adventure with far-fetched stories. Uh, it's it's a blast. I think another reason why I enjoy this movie is like, I love natural history museums and it gives me some hardcore, like Indiana Jones vibes. Uh, granted the whole, like it belongs in a museum thing is potentially very problematic. I like to think about the potential of artifacts sitting in the basement of like the field museum or the Smithsonian, you know, and having these artifacts have like a treasure, like their own treasure hunting potential associated with them. I always say like the internet, I feel like has made the world feel so a lot smaller than it is, so why not embrace some mystery? So yeah, that's a bit of a tangent, I guess. But yeah, fantasy thriller adventure treasure hunts. That That's my four-star review out of whatever, I don't know. Um, but speaking of mysteries, I have a shameless little plug here. Um, if you do enjoy mysteries, I've started a podcast called The Night Society, where my wife and I talk about monsters and myths and lore. Uh, we release an episode once a month on the full moon. Um, it oscillates between like micro and macro scale and topic, uh, talking about like specific uh, like haunts or activities or stories, uh, or to our first episode where we at a glance talk about the Irish Banshee and the idea of the Wailing Woman. Uh, which has now, I think, sent us down a path to talk about other unconsolable women slash specters. So yeah, she comes at the topic from a sociological and like witchcraft perspective, and I come at it more from like, I don't want to say paranormal, but like the the cryptid or cryptozoology like research side with a, a hint of sociology, I guess. But my background's more in art theory and art history as my informant because of how philosophy gets wound up in there uh yeah the podcast isn't here to disprove or prove anything but to explore the commonality we have either in our rationalization of what we experience when things go bump in the night or you know just what those experiences are and or have been throughout the ages uh the next episode is out in a few days because of the full moon and if any of these words sound interesting to you uh hit that old subscribe button in your favorite podcast app because um, it's it's a blast to do. Uh, so shameless plug over. I'm just excited to share things with you. But thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And if you want to share something that you're digging on, shoot an email over to weareokretro at gmail.com with Combo Breaker in the subject line. And follow me on the social medias at We Are OK Retro to see new stuff that's coming out and what I'm up to. And I hope you all have a fantastic week and enjoy National Treasure. Until next time. Come on, come on, come on, come on.